This episode presented by Carolina Sports Studio. Well, hello and welcome to yet another chapter of Behind the Beer WNC. My name's Patrick Pohl. I'm joined by Carson Jones and Mike Anderson and the most hated man in Reynolds community, Lewis <laughs> Anderson. So in case you're new to this, this is a podcast where four friends get together and we banter about a bunch of stuff. A lot of times it's High school sports, and it seems like that's all we're talking about the past two months is just high school football. But like I've said before, this conversation could go off the rails at any moment at any time, and uh, we could talk about basically anything. I think we even threw in a college game to talk about last week, so you never know what's going to come. But anyway, it's uh, you know our, our entertainment is pretty much the mission of the podcast, and we hope you're entertained as well. But um, if you're not, then uh, yeah. There's other options out there. I've heard the content is crazy. I've heard that too, Mike. Yeah, that was shout exciting. out Mitchell. Someone give them a hug. Mitchell wow. football, give them a hug, please. Oh, man. So, Lewis, I heard you did a little umpiring this weekend. How'd that go? Uh, great. Down in Easley. Uh, it was at a rec park down there. Uh, and the fields look like Asheville Tourist Stadium. Uh, incredible venue that they've created down there in e- Easley. Very good. Did you make any friends and influence people? Uh, there's a few people who don't like me. Really? I think it might be a little more than a few. I'm just saying. Uh, no, but it was a good weekend. It was pretty chill overall, really. How good. was the weather? Was it warm? Uh, it was like five degrees hot. It was like 82. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. No, not bad. Yeah, Not bad at all. So, Pat, I got a question. So, at the intro, are we friends this week? Because last week it was a sometimes... Well, you guys are a little bit like mold. You're kind of growing on me a little bit more. So (laughs) very sweet. I think it's just that Reynolds is continuing to win. He doesn't have to answer to us. It does brighten my mood a little bit to make you all eat crow. It's fantastic. (laughs) Unfortunately, they play Asheville this week. Oh, not unfortunately. It's fortunately. It's 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 going to be a fine, fine Friday night. Definitely the game of the week this week. So we'll get to that in a little bit. So, Mike, what did you do? Well, you know, not much. Uh, not much. I got to do some exciting stuff like pressure wash the porch. Ooh, and, uh, wow. Yeah, not much. Watch the race at Martinsville, the uh, late model race. A good fight happened Yeah, we there. did see the video you sent of the fight. Yeah, it was an outstanding fight. I mean, I hate that uh, somebody got you know four on one, but you know what happens sometimes? In racing, that's what happens. We get mad, we're ready to throw hands. And apparently power tools from yeah. the race I went to. So. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Wow. So, that was good stuff. So, uh, did you guys uh, see the picks, the pick results this week? Yeah, yeah. So again, I think uh, Carson, are you going to be going over the spread business again at some point? Yes, okay. yes. We'll yeah. we'll okay. talk about the spread. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But yeah. there there is going to be it's going to be extremely clear moving forward. Um, and the reason for the spread is that they're just you know we cannot. You know, we cannot pick games like if we're if Reynolds is playing North Buncombe, all four of us believe that Reynolds is going to beat North Buncombe. Yes. Correct. Please, say, please say that again. So, no, please I, be clear I, with here, that. I'll, I'll say it. R- Reynolds is pretty much other than maybe TC, maybe Asheville. 
they're going to be every one of their conference opponents. That was Lewis Anderson. You just heard say that, ladies Lewis and gentlemen. Anderson. Lewis said that. It would not be entertaining whatsoever for no. all, all of us to say no. Reynolds is going to win. And so, TC. And TC. Right. Yeah. So, you know, TC beat North Buncombe this past week. It was 49-0. to But, guys, we have to give something. It, it wouldn't be fun for us to sit here and talk to each other about, guys, do you guys think that Reynolds is going to beat North Buncombe this week? Do you think Robertson's going to beat Inca? You know, there's games that we think are close. So basically, we've got a there's a Simmons report that we've we've discussed, but there is we have resources and actual numbers um, that people help us come up. Or there's a system that helps us come up with a spread. And if we don't agree on it, or if we don't think that it's good, we basically talks amongst ourselves, which is which is us for. Um, and I think we've made very clear we're all football geniuses, and we all know everything about high school football in the area specifically. But, but I'm the only one that's actually played the game. If I remember yes. correctly, Pat, what did Pat say last week? And the rest of you are really irrelevant. Yes. Oh, so, right. All irrelevant. That's You're irrelevant. So and we, it's really just we try me to that come matters. up with a number that will that way that every pick is not the same exact. And it also makes the games interesting. You know, I I picked East Henderson last week. Did I think that East Henderson was going to beat West? No. No. But my reasoning that West that East was going to cover was that after a running clock in the second half, it gets tough to score. And unfortunately, West Henderson saw the spread, saw me, saw me call them out, <laughs> and they went and they put fifty five on them. So they beat them by fifty five. I lost. They might not be the only coaching staff that listens, and then you know make well, sure that cer- there's certainly not the only coaching staff that listens. Do we know if there's any decisions that's been made? to positively impact if they cover the spread or not. That's we don't know for certain yet, but there are there are definitely some evidence that's starting to show that some coaches that we know listen um, are also trying to cover the spread, which guys, we've not created a book. There, there's no there's no money going around. A spread is created by in Vegas where there's a simulation of if a team were to play each other a thousand times, it's what number comes out to where theoretically half the people should think that this one team, team A is going to cover and half the people think that team B is going to cover. So if you watch, if you turn on Monday night football, if you turn on Thursday night football, you'll see this little number underneath each team. Okay. And if there's a minus seven and a half, that means that the, you know, team A is going, is supposed to win by more than seven and a half points. That's true. Any any and, questions? And usually in in the NFL games, it's like three to five to seven points. Very low spread. R- rarely do you have a fifty point spread. Although Miami could have used of one. Course, yes, of course, have. of course, he's going to bring that yeah, up. Of course, he's going to bring it. Seventy. But real, it's impressive. Real quick, I will add. So the Dolphins just just hung seventy on the Broncos, they and did. guess who the Broncos are favored against next week at the Chicago Bears. So it's a tough. Tough start to the NFL season as Chicago Bears fan. The loser Um, of that game has to move to the Mountain West. (laughs) Yes, I I think they might actually get a win if they move to the Mountain West. But, um, but no, that's that's enough spread talk. We'll make sure it's super clear on the pick'em sheet. Um, But guys, we are not. Please, please read it. Okay, just read it. That's all. That's all. Here's the other problem. People, not everybody listens to the podcast. They look at the sheet and they don't read it completely, and they're like. Oh, Lewis picked North Buncombe. Lewis picked Inca. It says on the left there's a spread and what it is, and we talk about it on here. But if you don't listen, you just look at the sheet. You don't know. 
There we go. But it does produce some great comments on the it Instagram. It does. We, it does. And I, I sit there and laugh, and it's, it's great entertainment for me. You are the, literally the most despised person. I've heard about it from so many members of the AC Reynolds community. That's good. They, they think that you just have a vendetta against them. Hey, it's nothing like that. I just try to keep it entertaining on here. Uh, Pat, do you think fear leads to anger, and anger leads to hate, and then hate leads to suffering? <laughs> uh, it could, Carson. I, it could. I, I don't know. I've heard it does. Yes. So let's actually go over the picks. You guys tried to go around it, but that's okay. Uh, the winner last week was me at seven and two. Guess Boo. what? Guess what? I'm tied for first place, boys. I came from last to first. Who are you tied with? I'm tied with Carson. Oh. So I went seven and two, 33 and 18 overall. Carson, I was the only one over 500, guys. Carson went four and five. He's also 33 and 18 overall. Pat went three and six. Pat, you only got three, right? I'm aware of it. You're 31 and 20. Lewis got four, 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 he was four and five, 30 and 21 overall. Yeah, not a good week for us. Pat or Mike has got seven picks right the last two weeks. Yes. He needs a big piece of humble pie. Absolutely. Some would say Mike is so on a heater. I'm the only one who picked Ohio State. Notre Dame helped me out. Only put 10 on the field for the last play. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I think Coach Freeman was absolutely covering. Me and Mike were talking about it today. I think he was covering for another coach, but what an awful excuse. He didn't want to take a penalty. It's like you could take an it's a infinite, six inch penalty, an infinite amount of penalties. Lewis knows all getting, about six inches. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I think that was crazy. But it was a great game. It great was game. a great game. It really was, a, was. There were a couple exciting games. Florida State Clemson was a good game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was down there in Easley and surrounded. Surrounded by Clemson fans, their kicking Mm. situation. I mean that that's just absolutely mind blowing. That Clemson's kicker was not on the team a week ago. Now I have to share with you, gentlemen, since we're talking about fine college athletics, I had to stand up poor Mike for his cookout this weekend. Unfortunately, I did not want to do that, but that's because we got a last minute, uh, basically demand or strong invitation to go to Eastern Kentucky University to watch the football game up in Richmond, Kentucky. This was a phenomenal football game. I don't know if you guys saw it or heard anything about it, but Southeastern Missouri State basically had control of the game, one or two touchdowns, kind of like an offensive battle, like that Reynolds-Wataga thing was going on. They were just kind of back and forth trading blows. And then there at the very end, Eastern uh, Eastern Kentucky was able to um, get the ball on a stop and drive it down and get the tying score with 30 seconds left on the clock. The kickoff goes out of the back of the end zone, out trot southeastern Missouri State, first and 10 at the 20. And um, that next play, they fumbled the ball, and Eastern Kentucky fell on it. And then they were able to, with two seconds, kick the game-winning field goal. Wow. Amazing That's game. exciting. And then they had a fireworks display like Disney. It was crazy good fireworks display. If only the other you know game you referenced showed a little defense like that as well. It would have been good. So what – would they have shot the fireworks off if they lost? Yes, it was a big fireworks night. Okay. It was family night at Eastern Kentucky University, and they were welcoming Brendan to the university, so they wanted to really put on a good show. That's how I'm I sure take that's it. That's what it was. Awesome. When Definitely. one of the fireworks went up, did it say, like, Brendan? <laughs> it out. No, they misspelled it. It said Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. So it's time for the soapbox segment. And uh, I've, I've only got one thing this week, and then I'm going to defer to Pat, but I want to start with people who put out podcasts and give bad information. 
Mm, who does that? Uh, is that us? Oh, that, wait. That was me. So last week I referred to uh, Robbinsville running back, Cutler Adams, as a 5'10", 150-pound running back. One of our viewers pointed out that was incorrect, and I went back and looked, and he's right. He's listed as 6'1", 195. Well, that's a big difference, Mike. Just a little. Yes. So, I want to apologize. I did mess that up, and I just wanted to put it out there that I did not mean to understate his size and height. Way to lead with your mistakes, Mike. That says yeah. a lot about your character. Well, that says a lot about this Maybe podcast. Lewis could take a page out of that book. I've yet to make a mistake. So. <laughs> and, and, you Agony. Know, while, while, we're, while we're talking about Robbinsville, I know we had some calls that they were really, really good. Lewis told us how good they were. Uh, at home, they lost to Raven Gap 36 to nothing. Well, I mean, it's a tough team. I mean, how did Cross School go against them? They lost by 21. Okay. So if they're number one in West North Carolina, does that mean Christ School's above them? They, they lost by less. We never said they were number one. The Asheville Citizen Times did. Well, that's Asheville Citizen. We now, didn't agree with now that. Now they're number two. Wow. So. so, you know, I think when you look at that game and you you go and look at some of the tweets from the Raven Gaps uh, athletics and reporters and stuff, they, were, they showed a video of a pick six and the ball was tipped at the line of scrimmage and one of their – one of their linebackers took out took out one of the Robbinsville's players, and it was got called back for illegal contact. Um, and then, which when the ball's tipped, we all know that you can hit them. You can hit them. Um, and so, because that's football, and that's how the rules are usually played, but not in Robbinsville. <clears throat> yeah, in so Robbinsville, there's a different it's set of a rules. Different set of rules. And so that's all I'd heard all week was that at Robbinsville, at Robbinsville is going to be different. Robbinsville is going to Robbinsville was going to definitely if there was a 10 14 point spread they said to look for Robbins Robbinsville winning the game outright and so what i will say is that the there was another uh return touchdown and it said thankfully this wasn't one of the many that was called back the call stands raven gap touchdown so it it appears that the refs were kind of what we expected but the main main point is that the refs tried their best to keep Raven Gap out of the end clock. zone, um, but it looks like they did not have enough power to put Robbinsville into the end zone. So, um, so you know, just tough, tough game. Yeah. Raven Gap is a really good football team. Yes, they're huge up front, both sides. And you know, Robbinsville wants to run the ball. Uh, Adams only able to rush for 57, 67 yards this week. Yeah. Uh, so, tough. it was a tough, tough sledding for them. So, Pat, what do you have for us? You have a little bit of a soapbox you'd like to share this week, and so let's hear what you got. So, yes, gentlemen, uh, I don't know about you all, but when I when I go shopping for something or I, I'm I'm going to go get something, I don't I, shop often. But yes, I, I send my wife. Are you yeah, not married? So. I endure the burden of of sharing the responsibilities of a happy marriage and happy household, and that's okay. what you do as a, right. as a good husband. Um, anyway, when I go, whether it's groceries or whatever it is, I, I'm not really about the shopping experience. In, in and out. I Yeah, let's get it and get the heck out and yeah. get on with life, right? That's how I like to operate. So I don't know if you all have had this experience in your life, but it seems to plague me and follow me around that when I'm in a an establishment, say a big box store or grocery store or club store, do you normally go to a big box store? I I have been frequented at, at such establishments in, in the past. But now what what gets me is um 
whether it be the the clan family that's meandering up and down the the aisle in in the entire space that's allotted for traffic to pass in a two-way fashion. Just to be clear, you're talking about a, a very large family. Large family, not okay. the Ku Klux Klan. No, okay. that would that would be a sight to <laughs> see that sure. in the store. I, I don't know that I've run into that. I've in never a store. seen a Klan family, but go I, ahead. I, I would also be appalled by that as well. But regardless, that that's not what I was referring issue. to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or or the um the social gathering at the head of the the line the head of the of the aisle where Essentially, it's impossible for you to navigate down to the item that you need to select without going completely in an orbit around two or three other lanes to get back to it from the other side. I find that I find that very, very frustrating. And then the other one that just pains me, it's like an ice pick in my ear, is the studying, the scrutinizing of the label or the price on the item and the comparison shopping that happens with the person and then the cart behind them occupying the the other entire lane and they're clearly aware that you're there because I don't I I make noise I am a large man and when I'm moving from place to place there is some sound emanating from me in some way. It's like so your thighs rubbing together. That <laughs> could be just me <laughs> bouncing into something whatever it might be. You're aware if you're at all alive, you're aware that I'm there and trying to get through. So please, please be aware. Please be self-aware. Most of the world would like to get their stuff and, and get on with life and, and leave the experience that you're enjoying to you. Let's not share that experience. I like it. I like it. That's one of the main reasons I don't go shopping. I don't like people. So You know, when you, when you describe that, where, where does this happen at? Because I, I've got some tips for you that that doesn't happen to me often. Well, where, where are you a frequent shopper? I, uh, every grocery store in town. Um, the, the, have you ever, the so you go store? grocery shopping. I thought that you would definitely have groceries delivered for sure. No, no, <laughs> I, thought, no. I thought your maid would pick them up. Yeah. No. Butler one. I'm missing all so of those. So you go grocery shopping. I go. Yeah. You do it often. yourself. I do. Mm. Are you an Ingalls guy? For sure. You can definitely pay for Ingalls. What's wrong with paying for Ingles? I pay for Ingles. I pay for Food Line. I pay for Sam's Club. I okay. pay for Aldi. Okay, I was gonna say Aldi and uh, I've even shopped at Lidl. Aldi. Aldi's is crazy. If you're, it's like insane. I'm, Aldi is a different world. You have to actually physically put your cart in another area of the store, and then go back and retrieve the items that you want because of the congregation of basic void of intellectual ability. Are you a big in Sam's a Club guy? Oh yeah. Okay. Same so thing happens there. Big. Um. I don't know. So I'm a big Sam's Club guy, and you, I've got the um, Scan as You Go app. Oh, I love that. I use that as well. So big fan. That's my like. That's my bougie thing of the day. Is that I? But but you have to experience when you're at Sam's Club. Tell me you don't see this. It's not one or two people. It is literally by family. Oh, for sure. If that that establishment. Yeah, definitely. Well, most of us don't have a nanny to watch our kids when we go grocery shopping. We have to bring them. <laughs> that that may be true and I don't have a nanny either, but do all the adults, the aunts, the uncles and all the children all need to come together on the excursion? 
Probably not. Did anybody else could catch we, that? Could that we phone Pat, it in? That pack is aggravated when people price compares check. It's like some people do have to care about price. Uh, I do yeah. care about price. <laughs> Apparently not. That's <laughs> like, and if you want to stare at that stuff and study the price power to you, just move your cart to okay. the side of the aisle that you're on, so I, like that I can get by. I like it. We will make sure this gets released and to every grocery store. No, yeah, we'll send it out. That's my my. So let's talk about uh, our week six recap. We already went over that uh, you guys didn't do so well. Lewis, going to keep beating that drum. <laughs> wow. How Lewis, many more times does Mike mention that? I, I think. I, listen, I think I know why Carson didn't do so well last week. Was that? Well, it's something he said. Is Todd, was Todd on vacation? <laughs> Who did your picks this week? Carson did his picks. Oh, that's what happened. Oh. Well, then, I, but then, I did my picks. Then he had that one comment. What was he said right before we did our picks? I'm going to get absolutely hammered. That's right. That's what he said before we did the picks. Wow. <laughs> this is the craziest. Do you like little how we, we can take bit. things out of context? For sure. <laughs> that is the absolute, Where did you find that? Is that? that was on last episode. He, he said, said it. I'm going to get hammered on these picks this yes, week. Oh, I think, right. Is that the East Henderson, West Henderson <laughs> pick? But and, this, I, and I did get hammered for that pick but not hammered the same way that you guys are enticing that I got hammered. It just shows the power of editing. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, okay. That's fantastic. Lewis, Lewis is an educated man with an expensive soundboard. Gosh. All right, so let's go over these real quick. So we had uh, 0-6 East at 6-0 and West. West comes away with the 55-0 win. We gave East 50.5 points. They weren't able to cover. Pat and Lewis got this one right. That's right. That's right. I mean... I, I, look, I have it on really, really good authority from several sources that the three of you are idiots. And, Morons, you called us last uh, week. Well, that too. So so you have that. It's hard to argue that sometimes. Right. What was the stat we read about uh, the West Henderson quarterback? So they, they, two, they play the two-quarterback uh, system. One of them had four completions. One of them had nine completions. Um, Jude had four completions and three touchdowns. So, that's crazy. Seventy-five percent. So yeah, yeah. It's, that was a great week for him. Great and then week. you had Dimsdale, who averaged sixteen point four yards a carry. Mike, say nice. that again. Sixteen point four yards a carry. What was his full stat line? Oh man, <laughs> I mean, two hundred fifty-six yards. Two hundred fifty-six <laughs> yards. It was insane. I will, I will notable mention there. He was in contention for Player of the Week. Yes, he, he was. was. Yes, he was. And you know, sneak peek. No, not yet. He did no. not get it. So next up, we had uh, three and two North Henderson at two and four Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain pulling out the win, twenty to fourteen over North. Carson and Mike got this one correct. I think Lewis was going on the banking on the fact they had seniors. Smoky Mountain had yeah. a little something for him. Lewis only looks. He's talked every podcast about how many seniors North has, and I, I just, I just, you can have a hundred seniors, but if they're if they're not as good as the eleven that's on the other side, I I just that's correct. But um, a lot of times, you know, with with these sports, age shows. Yes, definitely. A little bit of leadership. In football, right. you know, leadership. It and definitely size helps when you stuff. have leadership on a team. Yes, yes, it does. So you're you're safe, you know, most of the time. But me and me and Mike were on to something. I think Smoky Mountain the week before got some momentum and yeah. They, they, I mean, they played Pisgah, lost sixteen seven, but I mean that Pisgah's a good team. So the, the next game, uh, we all got this one wrong. Uh, we did not have the information probably we needed. Two and three, Tuscola travels to Franklin, and uh, Franklin comes away with the win, 31-14. 
Jed West, the Tuscola quarterback, did not play. Yeah. Oh, wow. not dressed. So I did not have that information. Yeah, I didn't know that so, either. <laughs> yeah. Neither did I. So we were uneducated and it showed. It was not out there in the uh, areas that I look for information. No. But boy, even without Jed, I mean, 31-14 still is like, I mean, that that's a beatdown. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know what the backup quarterback looks like. I don't know if he's senior freshman. I don't know, but Jed West is a good quarterback. He's he their is. leading rusher and passer. You know, and it shows. I mean, now Jed was playing against Asheville, but Tuscola played Asheville very, very close. Had the ball inside their territory late in the game, and even thirty giving up thirty-one on a Tuscola defense is still, uh, you know, great game for Franklin. So, so next up is uh, Mitchell six and zero Mitchell. Came down to Black Mountain to play Owen. Uh, we gave Owen 21 and a half points, and Owen is able to cover Mitchell 35, Owen 18. Mike and Lewis got this one correct. Lewis, this one got us in a little bit of, um, I don't, I'm not, controversy on the Facebook. Oh, uh, yeah. They, yeah, Mitchell's, you know, uh, public relations person up there, they were not happy with us or. Uh, the Citizen Times. Right. No. So my question clear. is, Mitchell Football, that account, if it's not the head coach, who is it? I don't know. Well, Someone to be, to be fair, to be fair, the Reynolds uh, football page is run by, I think he is a dad, but he's just a fan. He's He graduated the year I graduated. He's been running the Facebook page ever since, I guess, it was invented. Yeah, I just... And, but but he puts up top, this is not run by anyone on the coaching But I, I, I am very surprised that like that organization allowed a post like that out there. Like, I know Reynolds would never allow some negative views like that on their post. I'm pretty sure Owen wouldn't either, but, you know. I don't think it really many – you know, so my thing is, is, so the head coach runs the Instagram page? He messaged me, runs the Instagram page. So right. what's the difference with the Instagram and the Facebook? I mean, when it says Mitchell High School Football and it's a post that is pretty, I mean, I would say it's – Well, I mean, I'll give you a little ammunition here. I could run a Facebook post for our page. It would be hard for me to run an Instagram. That's right? true. And I, I think all three of us, don't. we're so glad you run ours because yeah. We, yes. we don't have the ability. No. So you're saying that it's easier to run Facebook? Well, we've done we're, it. We're, I'm a boomer, apparently. Yeah. Okay, I agree. So that I think if the coach can run a Facebook, I would think that it's just as easy for him to run the, uh, the Facebook. But That's my opinion. What they said was, just so you know, they were upset because the Citizen Times didn't put them in the eight games of the week or whatever. And they're undefeated. Didn't rank them in the top ten. And then they said a podcast that will go unnamed because their content is so crazy. crazy. In, in all big capital, letters. In all big letters. <laughs> so I, I went on there because on, I'm the Facebook guy. I put on there, Mitchell, thank you for the shout-out. We appreciate it. Yeah. Now you're assuming that we are that podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. well we're the only ones who would have picked Owen because – Use the spread, right? That's right. Yes. So yes. what what did the actual game look like? Well, I mean, once again, it's kind of the story of Owen this year. Going, you know, great first half. Going into halftime, six six. That ball was game. awesome, right? I mean, yeah. And the kids, man, they were fired up in the locker room. Coaches had them going. Unfortunately, much like uh, many other games, you come out the second half, something happens. Maybe there's not adjustments being made. I'm not sure, but. Uh, Owen Owen falls. We we go way behind pretty quick in that second yeah. half, and then, but then we battle our way back and uh, cover the spread right there at the end. And I was super happy up there. Well, you know, I've mentioned it before. Good teams win. Great teams cover. So um, I think after you know after all the uh, 
all the stuff that was said on Facebook and whatnot. And it was just, you know, friendly banter. We love the interaction. We want it. We oh, want yeah. this to continue. None of this hurt any of no, our feelings. No, we no, absolutely it. want it to continue. And so, um, but I will say it did make me pull for, I, you know, after people always give me, people, when I say people, it's these three fellows right here give me a hard time that Landon and uh, Todd make all the picks for me. And they made a good point. It's like Kirby Smart at Georgia playing the underdog. So I took it as the post was he's trying to figure out something to motivate his kids. Right. And, and so the fans. He, to and get the out fans there. to get out there. Black Mountain's a long way and from So Mitchell. I Hell thought yeah. that my you know my my initial thinking was I mean they're they may run it up. And so I do know that they were trying their very hardest to run it up. And so um shout out to Coach Gibson, shout out to Owen. Um Lewis can be the uh Lewis can be the witness that you know, I, I may have picked I've pay, may have picked Mitchell here, but I'm not gonna lie that I was pulling for Owen to to come out and play and you know play everything with whatever they had. Well, to to be honest, Lewis and I were pulling for him too, but we we put our money where our mouth is. We picked Owen. Yes, right. you did. But you know, Carson also said this: their football stadium is what it is. Is a football stadium. A football stadium is a football stadium. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got to watch what I say now. <laughs> I've got to yeah. watch what I say. Oh, man. Oh, John man. Q. Edit over there. Okay, can we talk about a much better game? Listen, I find your lack of faith disturbing, Carson. Okay. Because Owen was the way to go on that one. Yeah, it was. All right, so three... I'll be better. Three and two, North Buncombe traveled down here to TC. We gave <clears throat> North Buncombe 49. I'm sorry, that's not correct. We gave North Buncombe 42 and a half. North Buncombe not able to cover. TC wins 49 nothing. Carson, I got a, I got Pat, good, Lewis, Mike, we all got this one right. I got a good stat for, you know, Carson's hometown. Give it to us. We're going to burn down the town. We're doing so good. 147 points gave up since then. <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to take any responsibility for this. I will not apologizing for starting 3 0. And I did take a screenshot of North Buncombe leading the MAC conference. They were they were first place for it was a few minutes, but I've got this screenshot. I do keep receipts. Some teams don't score 147 in a season. That's true. No, no, but they gave that up in a three week spread. So, anyways, we've got got to have something else to talk about. TC's a good team. TC's a really good football team, yes, they and are. I think we're all looking forward to. Uh, the game with Reynolds. Yes, so. Pat was right. I was Pat was right. Um, he's been right from the beginning about Robertson. He was. That's you true. Know, he really was. So let's give uh, credit to Pat, um, Patrick Stealthman Pohl. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stealthman. Stealth. That's how people refer to me. Jeez. That's what you said. The so- S is for on your name Soft on tag. my feet. <laughs> I'm like a, a ballet dancer. But no, let's you know we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in a minute. We'll That's talk about it. In a I can't wait to use that next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll use that over and over and over again. Pack a lunch. There we go. <laughs> so the the next game up, two and three Asheville at two and four Irwin. This was a pick'em game. We really weren't sure. We said this could be the defining game for. Asheville, I don't know that it really answered any questions, but Asheville wins 29-15 over Irwin. What, what do you think here? You, you were Pat, you were on the Irwin train. Now what? Well, it was, uh, what, 15-15, to 15, what, through three? Yes. And then two and touchdowns a, by it, Asheville in the fourth was a difference. It was a one-touchdown game with four minutes to go. 
So, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm still not off the Irwin band. I think Irwin's a very good team and then certainly need to be watch out for. I don't think Asheville, um, is out of it yet either. Asheville is obviously a very talented team. Um, so I, I don't regret my pick of Irwin over Asheville. No. Are you backtracking? I mean, no, I, I, I don't know. I, it sounds like so. It sounds like backtracking. Because to me, I think Asheville needed to win that game by a couple more touchdowns for me to have faith in them. I've been the Asheville guy this whole time, and that win did not make me feel any better about this Friday. But you're discounting Irwin in that too, though. Irwin may not be that. You know, they lost by sixty to West Henderson. Well, West Henderson, we've been pointing out every week, is playing unbelievably good football. West Henderson could be the best team in Western North Carolina. We'll, ne- we'll never know because Ooh. we don't make the schedules. But boy, do I wish that we could make some games. Yeah, well, it's so, Reynolds. It's, it's AC Reynolds. Listen, Let's listen, just put I it to bed. They, it's AC Reynolds. I said okay. they could be. They're six and zero, oh, and you know Reynolds is is three and two. There's did, no doubt Reynolds is a very good football team. Did you hear Pat's you know, like stammering on right there? He's trying to find words when he's very concerned that nah. that could be true. Now, is not true. AC Reynolds is the best team in Western North Carolina. So the next game, uh, Providence Day came to Asheville for the second time this year. This year, this time they're playing Christ School. We gave Christ School 42 and a half. Christ School was able to cover Providence Day 59. Christ School 21. I was the only one who went with the spread here. Uh, Christ School did cover. Carson and I were at the game. Carson, what were your uh, thoughts of Providence Day? Um, they're, you know, I know there a lot of their games. They've been on ESPN. A lot of their games you can watch online. It is nothing like watching it in person. They've got a offensive lineman um, that I've heard from now from coaches on the Asheville coaching staff. I've heard from any you know anybody that knows football. He is a junior in high school right now. He's the number one ranked player in at any position that, in his class. Is that seventy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. number seven. Yeah, I think it's David, David Sanders. Sanders. David yeah. Sanders. And so I, I was asking my advisors, uh, Landon, who knows much more about football and high school <laughs> Just recruiting for the record, and whatnot. Landon came to the game Friday as well. Landon did come to the game. Um, he is extremely active in college football message boards, um, a lot more so than me. And he said he came into town for the weekend and said we have to go. Watch. He said he's going to be a top five, top ten NFL pick. I said, Landon, like – when you say NFL, like the National Football League, and he's like, Carson, he is that good, that legit. Um, you know, and it's just one of those things. So we went and watched him. I don't know how else to describe him except for he was absolutely the biggest and also appeared to be the most athletic kid on the field. He was a very thin 270. I don't know how else, I mean, how else to describe it. Landon said that he looked like a power forward on a national championship basketball team. Initially a basketball player, then okay. came to football. He, um, and not only did he play offensive tackle, he played D end. He played nose guard. They did drop him into coverage a few times. This is an offensive tackle they dropped into coverage, Lewis. You ever seen an offensive tackle in coverage? No, just a few times, but I'm sure they didn't keep up like this kid did. No. Jeez. Just no. to see a person, just he, how He's not big. like covering the flat, right? N- so it was like a zone, and he did drop into the flat. Okay, to, well that's, that's so they're twelfth. They're twelfth best player just uh, committed to NC State, and I know that Carolina was trying to get him. Um, was in there. He was a strong safety for him. Also got some time at running back. You know their team was. I think uh, Pat mentioned when they were coming to Asheville. He said it's just a, they're a different beast, and it, that is really the only way that you can describe them. We walked in and. 
they had a quarterback just absolutely walking to his side, slinging it 40 yards on a line. And I said, holy, I said, Landon, that's him. And Landon goes, yeah, that's their backup. I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. And I was like, wait, he goes, yeah, there's, he said, Jaden's number one. I was like, oh, okay. So that's their backup. So um, just one of those things that I will say about the game, though, about what Christ School did, um, keep it brief. Was it the third drive? Cleo, yes. Third drive, they put Cleo Conley um, at quarterback. And Caden Jones and at Caden running back. And Jones at running back. And I will say, they marched 80 yards down the field and scored. And it was about the most impressive thing because, you know, we get a lot of, we talk a lot about, um, you know, coaches and kids playing both ways and kids playing both ways at this age. Well, update, Providence Day, top 25 team in the entire country, number one team in the state by a long shot. Their top seven players... Mike, do they do they not play both ways? They do play. They do rotate them in and out, but they, they do play both. They ways. rotate them in and out. Absolutely. Um, every couple plays D line. Three new three three guys come in. Three guys go out, and you can't. they trade their six six guy for you know another six six guy. Next. Yeah. Um, but it just was one. It was a very very cool experience. Um, to to be able to watch those. We're gonna watch. We're gonna be watching those kids play on uh on Saturdays. Um, shout out to Mike's son, Luke. I thought, unbiasedly, I thought Luke played a fantastic game with what was up against him. Um, and it was just one of those things that um, Khalil got hurt. Um, the very next drive. The very next drive. His second drive at quarterback, he got hurt. Uh, and so, you know, the offense had to revert back to kind of what it was what it was still before. Still four, over 400 yards of offense for Christ School. Yes. A little bit of a bright spot this week, and it gives us some hope heading into next week. But. It sure does. So then uh, last but not least, Pat, we had two and three Inca head down to Fairview to play three and three Reynolds. We gave Inca 49 and a half points. Inca not able to cover Reynolds 58, Inca 7. So we've heard a lot about this Inca revamped offense. Can you kind of tell us what we saw? Well, they obviously were wanting to um, do a lot more of the run game, that type of thing. I will say that they actually, uh, late in the second half, reverted back a little bit to the spread. and They were able to do some things there. In fact, that's when they got their touchdown was there at the very end. I'll say it was a, it was a very, uh, obviously, a good statement win for Reynolds. Uh, from what I've heard from Brendan, I don't know that, um, I don't, I don't know that he was pleased with with his performance in that game. And I don't know that may be indicative of how maybe the offense felt that they performed, even though they did do 58 points on the board. Um, Pat, you almost scored 60 points. How can you not be happy with your offense? I, I think they were, they were, I think they were, at least at, at, when I was talking with Brent about it, I think he was feeling like fundamentally he could have done maybe just a little bit better than, than what he was than what he was hoping for. So I think in his in, in his own performance, and that that may have translated out because I don't know if you guys were were able to watch the video of it or not. But you know, they, they, a couple of times they had trouble picking up the blitz. Uh, they still obviously were able to score fifty eight points and and do basically anything they wanted. But on the initial drive down the field, that Reynolds had the ball. You know, they threw an interception to Sam Waddell in the uh, in the end zone and and turned the ball over. And then you know the Jets came out and they were able to. Run it a little bit. I think they got a first down or two, and and then that uh, that stopped. But um, yeah, overall, obviously a great win for them. Uh, Hayden Craig was able to not just throw those short passes. He was able to really sling it down the field. He had Ty Johnson, Wesley Rumbo, Christian Lewis had a great catch and run into the end zone. Um, the running game was there. 
uh, Tyvon Patterson um, was it was able to to get free a few times there and 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 um, and show up. And of course, the defense was just the defense was just on for for AC Reynolds. They, they, the Jets were trying to get a running game going, but there was just not a not a way to penetrate. And then, I mean, not a way for to stop the penetration by AC Reynolds front. And um, well, you you wind up having that that score and uh, yay. AC Reynolds, way to go. I'm very happy and cheer, cheer, way to go. You know, for all the listeners, go check out Carolina Sports Studios. We, we you know, we th- thanked them at the beginning of the show, but they had some great, great highlights um, of what Pat was talking about with some of the good passes, and they were absolutely able to do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Yes. And Carson, don't you have an announcement to make? Yes, we do. So, um, you know, this week with the, um, with our second selection of the, you know, behind the beard WNC player of the week. Um, it was unanimous. I will, let me say that again. It was unanimous. unanimous. All four of us agreed to it. And our player of the week is Hayden Craig. Woo! Yes. Yes. Pat just jumped up. It was How not quiet. Awesome. Way to go, Hayden. Hayden Good went job. 16 for 19 with 181 yards, four TDs passing, 62 yards rushing with one TD. He had five total TDs. Um, even though uh, even though they were playing Inca, this is still an extremely good game. So shout out to Hayden. Yeah, he definitely uh, took command of the field this week. Uh, had some very awesome throws, throws that were down the field. He, uh, he he ran that offense the way that you know a quarterback should. He's a leader, baby. He's awesome. leading it up. Awesome. So you you heard it here first. Hayden Craig um, is your player of the week this week. Congratulations to Hayden. Yes, congratulations, Hayden. Good job. And the last game on our slate, we threw in a college game this week. Ohio State at Notre Dame. It was a pick'em. Uh, Mike, the only one to get this right. I want to thank uh, the coach from Notre Dame for only putting ten in on the last play there, and. Uh, Ohio State comes away with a win. I told you North Notre Dame would choke on this one. They never win the big game anymore. No, it's been tough. Did anybody see Coach uh, the Ryan Day's interview after the game? Yes, because did you see the Lou Holtz <laughs> yeah, interview? Oh, you for know, sure. for college game day. For sure. Would I have liked to see a? Would I have liked to see a tough man with them to just go at it? Because Ryan Day was Ryan Day was fired up. His media director before the interview told him. Take a deep breath, and he looked at him dead in the eyes and said, "Watch this." <laughs> like, awesome! I love yeah. coaches I like that. Love coaches that are able so, to show some emotion. So, is it not refreshing to see? Co- I mean, Coach Prime, uh, Coach Day, to come out and tell us how you feel. Yeah, don't yes. come out and say, "Listen, we played hard." I want to thank all the kids; they did so great. All the moms. Tell us how you feel. Right. Give us something real. We don't need a written out script. Give us something real. I think they address this in the movie Bull Durham quite well. You know, you win a few in the show, then you can come out with funk on your on your bath shoes, and people will think you're colorful. I think that's the uh, I, I butchered it, but that's more or less the idea. Yeah, good. Pat trying to be funny. Trying to be funny, but clearly I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Pat, Pat's own oh. words. Uh, so, <laughs> and we're gonna have the ballet dancer on next week, aren't we? Oh man, I can't wait! Gosh, this is such a great idea. I'm so glad I signed up for this. This is good times. So that's a wrap on week six. Uh, we have a list. Oh wait, wait! I got one other thing before you go there. Okay, because you were talking about the Notre Dame game, and it made me think too. A pretty cool thing. This you all have always been talking about this to me. This happened before I was ever here. 
But a big deal happened in the NFL yesterday with uh, the Dallas Cowboys and a local player, Rico Daddle. Or is that how you say it? Yes, Rico Daddle. He was we, the, we just refer to him around here as Rico. Rico, well, he's a, apparently, obviously, before my time, he's a phenom player out of Reynolds. Yes. And went on and is in the NFL, and he got his first NFL touchdown. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was see cool. That. And then, you know, they were talking about his performance just running the ball and how he was able to escape a couple of, you know, group tackles and how well he performed athletically. That was, you know, I, I, obviously it happened before I was here, but to, to know that that's happened out of this area, this community, that's pretty cool. So I, I watched Rico play quarterback in high school as a senior, and it was really the Rico show. They snapped it to him, and he ran or he threw it or he – he could escape tackles. I mean, he was a 100% different player on the field than everybody else. Kind of like watching 70 play for Providence Day, uh, David Sanders. He just had that. He he just totally stood out above everybody else. And he made everybody else look a little silly. And uh, he went to South Carolina. He battled some injuries the first couple of years with Dallas. It's good to see him in the game now. Yeah. Extremely. I mean, it's just... I don't know when the last. I mean, Brad John. When was the last touchdown from a West North yeah, Carolina? Probably Brad Johnson, probably Brad Johnson. From, from Owen. Yep. Who Owen, shout out to the Valley. Where did he play? Owen. Owen. Oh no, no. He what pro team? Tampa. He won a okay. Super Bowl a with Super Tampa. Bowl. Yeah, he, so, yeah, he played all over though. He did. He played. Yeah, all he had a great, great long career. Yeah. But you know, with Rico, it's it is something that Mike said when you're just different. Uh, you know, it is baseball. We've had some guys make their debuts in the major leagues. We had some guys. It. I will say that it's very, very um, rare for what he did yesterday. So shout out to him. That's that's awesome. I do want to say, you know, that is awesome to watch. And he lit up our group chat for a while when we were all watching that game. Uh, but my Rico memory is from the other sideline when Owen beat him. <laughs> Wasn't he like a freshman I mean, or something? Yeah, he was young. But Behind still. the beer wouldn't be the same without Lewis. Uh, yeah, right? So, yes. Get a little rain cloud out for Lewis. <laughs> I, what Lewis is talking about was, I said, Lewis, when was the last time that Owen had beat Reynolds? Was it, you know, were we alive? Were any of us alive? And he made me, and I was wrong. And it was what year? I think that was like 13 or something. Jaggers. Yeah, Jaggers. Yeah. The there. Jagger years. Yeah. yeah, the Jagger years. Also, also a great football player. Indeed. So, we, you know, we asked for listener feedback, and we have a listener uh Contact Pat and want us to talk about this. So I'm going to give you the question. Uh, it's about the Shrine Bowl selection, and it says, um, Truett Manuel's clearly worthy of a selection to the Shrine Bowl. Uh, he has a baseball ride to NC State that goes back a couple of years. Hence, his football career will effectively end at the end of the football season. Would that slot be better for another football player to get exposure? And I just want to kind of get your feedback on that. Truett's going to play baseball. Should he give up his uh, Shrine Bowl selection so someone who wants to continue to play football get in instead? I, my opinion on this is I, I feel like Truett should be allowed to still play this. Um, any, I, I feel like the people that decide who goes that Shrine Bowl is so biased against anybody up in you know the mountains. This guy, this guy should go represent the mountains. Um, we, we always need good prospects to go to that game and, and do well in that game to show that, hey, maybe some of these other kids should get an opportunity. You know, when was the last time that a wide receiver from West North Carolina was selected to go to the Shrine Bowl? I mean, we, I don't think any of us may have that on top yeah, of our heads. But, but, you know, the Shrine Bowl is 
Uh, it says on their main website, the Shrine Bowl of the Carolinas recognizes the best in high school football players in the Carolinas. Every year there is a game between North Carolina and South Carolina. You know, to me, all because he has selected that he's going to go play college baseball, you know, he's gotten opportunities and he has opportunities, and I don't know if they're necessarily done yet of playing football and baseball at the next level. So, um, to me, it's like what Lewis said. If you take this, you know, take this from him and say, "Oh, you can't do this," um, where he's not signed a dotted line. I mean, the, to be honest, he may, he will most likely probably be drafted in the professional baseball draft. So he may not even enter college. But I do know that he's got a football scholarship at App State. So it's like if he can play football at App State, and it's one of those situations where he's obviously earned it. I mean, he had thirty something touchdowns last year. He's a walking highlight highlight reel this year um so i don't know i what you got lewis uh you know talking about brad johnson you know brad johnson was originally he he went down to florida state for basketball yeah uh, ended up being a you know super bowl winning quarterback so i mean who knows what this kid's future is like let him have this opportunity get his more film out there for other people to see who knows he might win a super bowl in six seven years i think um I heard the context of the question, obviously, and and the concern brought up, I think, is worthy of of, of thought. In that, if if Truett's got the exposure and he's going to go on to obviously great things, what about the opportunity for the exposure of another potential athlete? I don't know if the assumption was that that athlete would come out of Western North Carolina or not. Uh, clearly, I would like that to be the case. Should it be that way? But. Um, so I understand the exposure of another athlete to try and get that that out there to market. But I think one of you just read off the basically the mission of the youth shrine, or not the youth shrine, but the regular shrine bowl. And that is the best players in North and South Carolina. And if it's that statement and that's the purpose of it, you know, I put the put the best people on the field. You know, whatever that criteria is they're using to. This is a question measure. that you guys uh, probably have better information than. Do most kids because the Shrine Bowl is after their senior season? What time of the year is it? It's it's late. Yeah, I think yeah. it's it. I want to say it's. I think it's post Thanksgiving. Right? Yeah. It, no, it's what's it's later. It's like next year. Yeah, I, I was think gonna say, January. I think it's next year. So, do you guys? I mean. I know, I know. There's going to be college coaches there and whatnot, but you would have to think that there's also there's probably a plethora of kids that that are seniors that have made their college decision by that point, right? Right. So they're all seniors. Okay. And most of them, I would say, have already made their college selection. Um, I think it's more of a time. Let's go beat South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, so what about this, Pat? Yes. What, what if it's Brennan this year? He's going down there, and Eastern Kentucky or whatever, whoever, wherever he's going. Says, hey, I don't, I don't want you to play in this game. If Eastern, if whoever offered the scholarship said that, well, yeah, that'd be a tough, tough conversation. But um, yeah, I, you know, um, that would have to be a conversation between Brendan and Eastern Kentucky to to make that decision. I certainly wouldn't want to uh, put my my influence in on that at all. I I agree with Pat. You're, if the team's investing money and stuff into yeah. into your child that's a whole different ball game and and you know it, it makes it makes you wonder um it makes you wonder about the pool that these these coaches and have uh have on players and whatnot so i you know i i i think you go play but like i said if a coach is given a full scholarship and whatnot it's a 
that's a conversation that's probably probably gonna have to listen to at some point. Yeah. You know, I think the high school coaches would have a say in that as well. You know, I'd I'd like to try to think I would give good counsel in that situation, but I've never been in that scenario or situation. But you played. You said you played. I did play, but I never got invited to the Shrine Bowl or any all-star game. You know, I was just a hack in college, played, you know, a little college ball and enjoyed myself, but I was by no means a... So you drank. I I had my share of fun in in college. I'm going to get absolutely hammered. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right, I'm done. <laughs> that was that was Carson Jones. Yeah, by the way, not bad. I'm done talking for a while. <laughs> Catch you guys on Instagram. Love you. So let's head to week seven, guys. It's hard to believe that we're at week seven. I feel like we just started this. That's that's sad. a sad thing. We're almost halfway done with this. Can't we play football year round like they do baseball? I know, right? Uh, Why are on. you guys all looking at me? Because you're the baseball guy. Yeah. Make sure you're playing this tournament this weekend so you can get some more reps in. What'd you do this weekend, Lewis? Uh, umpired. <laughs> baseball. Okay. Oh, baseball. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I watch more football than, than my eyes could, could comprehend. I watch way too much football, but I, yeah. did, I loved it. Yeah. Hopefully you took notes so that Todd can advise you on what you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy for Mike to watch football when his team is the Dolphins. I mean, oh, yeah. listen, let's not <laughs> so, act yeah, like tough, we're... Tough to watch. Let's not act like we're normally good. Hey, feast and famine. I, hey, eat up right now. Right? I kind of love it. Uh, we do uh, have the only perfect season, though, in case you'd forgotten. 1972 Miami Dolphins. That's right. Larry Zonka. So this week, Irwin not playing. They had a bye week. The first game we're going to start with, we're going to start the MAC Conference. We're going to start with TC at Inca. We're going to give Inca 50 and a half points. 50 and a half. Carson, what are you thinking? You know... With Inca and Robertson at 50 and a half, I'm going off of what they did to North Buncombe last week, what Inca's coming off to, um, off of Reynolds. I think Inca slows the ball down. Robertson slows the ball down. I believe, let me be clear for everybody, okay, (laughs) Robertson is going to win this football game. Right. Okay? But Inca is going to cover the 50 and a half points. So, it could be fifty to zero, and I'm correct. As always, I forget to share until after um, you make we make the first pick. Yeah, the stats. TC's only given up thirteen points in the last four games and no points against conference opponents. Inca over two in the conference has given up fifty three and a half points a game in conference. So you're taking Inca. I'm taking Inca. I. If Inca scores, what do you guys think? If Inca gets one touchdown, do I you think, think they, they cover. cover? I, I yeah. think so too. I don't think Inca scores a touchdown, but I think that it's forty-nine to zero. I mean, this is a game where you know TC is fighting the clock, and Inca is also trying. You know, their new power eyes, so they're going to run the ball a lot. TC is going to run the ball a lot. That clock's just ticking, ticking, ticking. And then once they get to forty, man, it is flying right. Right. Uh, so I'm also going to pick Inca to cover the spread on this. Pat? I would also like to echo what was said earlier. I think, I know that T.C. Robertson is going to win this game. Correct. So let me put that out there. But I do think that Anka will, this is at Anka. Anka always has a great crowd on hand at their games. (laughs) They do. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that they will be able to uh, cover the spread. I mean, we were talking earlier, and you know, Carson had this to say: "Their football stadium is what it is. Is a football stadium." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, All right, Mike, what do you got? Well, come on the Jet side. TC's given up no points in conference, and Inca's given up 53 and a half. So I'm going to go TC. I like it. I'm going TC. I I think we got some different. I think they got it going on. I think Robertson's very, very good. It's just a matter of covering when the when that Pat, you know, because you've been a part of some few running clock games. But when that clock gets going, it's hard <laughs> it's, to slow it's down. Quick, wow. I think they had Reynolds. I think may have had two, uh, definitely two, maybe three series total in the second half. Okay, on offense, yeah, that I can think of. So next up, we're going to go to McDowell, zero and five, zero and one in the conference. They come up here to play North Buncom. North Buncombe got off to the fast start. They're now 3-3, three and 0-2 three, oh in the conference. North Buncombe has not scored in a conference game this year, and they're giving up 49.5 points in conference. Pat? Hold on, hold on. i got one more stat for you. Yes. Okay, go ahead. They have both played TC. McDowell held them to 48. <laughs> what North Buncombe hold them to? 49. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> So I hope our listeners see why this game, we feel like this game is a what's called a pick 'em game. Pick 'em, yeah. So there's no points. Neither team is favored by no, any points. Right. Another interesting stat. So when we're talking TC Reynolds, North Buncombe's played both of them. TC scored against North Buncombe 49. AC scored 50. I mean, that game's going to be the game of the year. It is. I agree. I agree. So, Lewis, what, you kind of got the stats. What are you thinking on this one? You may be ready for it. Talk you to know, us, Lewis. I've talked to a bunch of McDowell players. Morale is super, super low down there. Uh, I think North Buncombe's going to, you know, come back and win this game. Uh, you know, uh, that those guys were three and zero to start the season. And everything McDowell's but done nothing but lose. The they, town's recovered. Traffic is now moving. All the insurance companies hating life up there. They've had to pay out all those checks where the town burned down. Uh, but yeah, I think I think North Buncombe is going to beat McDowell this week. Pat, uh, I couldn't really say it much better than Lewis. I think you're going to have a North Buncombe win. It's at North Buncombe, and North Buncombe has won three games this season. So they've got a little bit of the taste of that win in there. Yep. And I think that's going to be enough to carry them. Now, I won't say it's going to be a blowout by any means. This is going to be a good game. It's good a, game. It's well, going to be a good game, but I think North Buncombe's going to win. A good was, game of bad football. It's going to be real ugly football. <laughs> I, I just can't go back. I just wish you guys could have seen what I watched Friday night at Christ School versus Providence Day, and then Ma- Madison versus North Buncombe. I just pretty close. It was very similar. There wasn't a pass completed in the Madison North Buncombe game. Um, and Pat, are you okay? I'm, I'm just fine. Okay. All right. Good deal. Um, I got North Buncombe here. Uh, North Buncombe. Does anybody else see a path to five victories for North Buncombe? Yes. Is it in the realm of possibility? I think now? they beat McDowell, they beat Inca, they get five wins. I think they can get to five wins. And at the beginning of the year, I've seen some things. I'm not sure they don't beat Irwin. Oh, mm. let's let's get talking. Okay, there's a possibility in the realm mm. that they get six wins. Okay, they, they could five, be the fourth place team in the conference. They could. Um, but I got North. I got North Buncombe here. I I, I think we could have put a mini spread on it. Uh, but I got North Buncombe here by more than a touchdown. Wow. I think North Buncombe wins as well. I really thought Lewis would go me down. Nah. All right. So next up, we're going to travel to Mount Heritage. Owen, 1-5 overall, 0-2 in the conference. Going to play Mount Heritage, who's 3-2 and two overall, 1-0 and in the conference. We're going to give Owen 37-and-a-half here. 
Pat, 37 and a half, what do you think? So not only am I pulling for Owen in this one, like I have been, but I do think that they're 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 going to get this side of it, the spread. They're going to cover. They're, I don't think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be Owen uh, in the spread. Lewis, you're going to be there. Yeah, I think. I, I'm definitely going to be there. Uh, you know, I, the way we played Mitchell. Wait, 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 wait. Before Lewis, because Lewis has more information, right, than, than any of us on this. Okay. I'm in the press box calling the Reynolds game this week, and you guys are sending me updates. And I'm here to tell you, when I kept getting that Owen update where it was 6-6 at halftime, I was excited announcing that <laughs> over the air on the live stream. That was really, really cool. And I think that that is something that, even though it didn't go Owen's way, I, I, I think that's something that they can – they can build on and own and and realize that they you know you know they'll be able to be there. I think they'll be able to deserve to play. And Pat, you not knowing the history, we haven't played Mitchell that well uh, within probably seven eight years. Like I said, those guys were fired up at halftime. We we just have to figure out a way to close out a game. I definitely think Owen's going to cover the spread this week. I, I don't think we're going to win, but I do think we're going to cover the spread. I think Mount Heritage comes out and pulls out the win here. I, too, would like to see Owen win, but I think Mount Heritage is just too much for him. I'm taking Mount Heritage. All right. I may get a voicemail, but I'm taking Mount Heritage. I, I just think Mount Heritage is going to be too much for him. I think Owen, you know, Owen bursts. Owen, emotional game Friday night at Mitchell. I think that they can't cover two weeks in a row. You could save that clip. They cannot cover two weeks in a row. All I got to say is, Carson, uh, if you see my phone call on I'll, Friday night. I'll answer. <laughs> Carson Jones, hey. That- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, uh, good stuff. So next up, next up in the uh, in the list here, we have Tuscola, two and three, Owen one in conference. At North Henderson, three and two, Owen two in the conference. Uh, North Henderson is scoring 15 and a half points a game in conference, but giving up 35. Tuscola is Jed West going to play? We don't know. So, uh, Carson, what do you think? It's a pick. Em. I don't love no going, I don't, here. I don't love going first here. Uh, how many seniors do they have? <laughs> Are you talking about North? Yeah, 28. Sure. 28. 28. Yeah, I'm going with 28 seniors. I just think there's too much experience. So. Uh, if Jed plays, obviously that might throw a wrinkle in things, but it's tough when you just got beat by 17 to Franklin. So I'm going to go north here. I'm going to also I'm going to go Tuscola here. I think they pull out the win. They find a way to travel to North Henderson and win. I'm going Tuscola. Pat? So I uh, without Jed West in there, and I, even if Jed West was there, I think I'd still go North Henderson here. It's at North Henderson. And... Um, I think that, that that's going to happen. I've been on the phone ever since I figured out last week that Jed didn't play. Uh, if he if he plays, Tuscola takes this no problem. Mike, I'm with you, though. I think even without him, I think Tuscola's going to be ready to whip up on North Henderson. So the next game, the next game, West Henderson, one of the best teams in Western North Carolina, travels to Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain two and four one and one. Just some stats on West Henderson. Um, in conference, they're averaging fifty five points a game. 
They've over the entire season, they've only given up 54 points. That's nine a game. We never talk about Wes Henderson's defense, but they're only giving up nine a game. Um, so they, they have Smoky Mountain this week. We're giving Smoky Mountain 38 and a half. Smoky Mountain coming off a big win. Smoky Mountain coming Who's off a big win. Who's going to take the points? Anybody? I got West Henderson winning this one handily. So before, by more than 38 and a half. I do. I think to your point, Mike, we really haven't talked about their defense. Uh, you, we, obviously, the offense is, speaks for itself, but the defense is going to be there. I, I, I don't see um, anybody but AC Reynolds really keeping up with this team. Smoky, <laughs> oh, Smoky he Mountain figures play. out a way to throw Jeez, that in good there. Not. Good gracious. Smoky hey. Mountain. It is what it is, baby. Smoky Mountain played a close game with Pisgah 16-8. So uh, they have shown they can play in big games. Carson, what do you think? So I got uh, I that clip that I got hammered for. I'm going to get absolutely hammered. I picked East Henderson to cover last week. 50 <laughs> points against West. Oh. And I was wrong. <laughs> Coaching staff saw the spread, made sure that it was 55. Uh, and I'm going to make sure that I'm on the right side of the uh, line this week. And I've got the Falcons running away with this. You know, Smokey coming off a big win. Um I, I, Wes is just too much. They've got too many athletes. They play too fast. They, they, they're Carson Demsdale. I mean, could go down. He might be player of the year this year in West North Carolina. I mean, his, his stats are going to be unbelievable. I don't know if they've played quite the, they, they certainly not played quite the competition that, that Reynolds, Asheville High, uh, Christ School, um, have played, but, his stats are going to look awful good. It's going to be kind of like the Heisman out on the West Coast. You know, you've got these Washingtons and USC's and teams that play these play these other teams that don't have defenses. Wes Henderson's going to have some stats that just don't look real. Uh, they're going to suck you in to stop Dimsdale, and then they're going to throw it to, to throw tr- it to Truitt, Truitt <laughs> it's over the top, over the top. So, um, so I got I got Wes big here. That being said, I think Smoky Mountain covers. They're going to slow this game down. Oof, they're going to run the I football. Like that. I like it a lot. I think Smoky Mountain comes away. They're not going to. West Henderson's going to win this game, but uh, Smoky Mountain is going to cover the thirty-eight and a half point spread. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Thirty-eight and a half yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I, I really think thirty-eight and a half is not enough for West. Um, they put points up in bunches. I think they are the best team in Western North Carolina. Boo. Hands down, the best team. Uh, I think disagree. They, they will cover this spread, no problem. All right. You heard it here first. So up next we have Franklin, two and three, but they're two and oh in the conference, traveling to Pisgah to take on undefeated Pisgah. Franklin is uh only giving up eleven a game in conference. Their three losses came to five and oh Swain, four and one Robbinsville, and four and one Murphy. Pisgah's coming off a of bye week. Their last game was Smoky Mountain where they won sixteen seven. I'm going to go – I'm going to lead off here. Um, we are giving Pisgah 17 – I'm sorry, we're giving Franklin 17 and a half. I'm thinking that uh, Franklin covers here. I'm thinking Oof. Franklin slows it down. They're going to cover in Milltown. No. Pisgah wins, Franklin covers. I, I don't think there's any – I think playing in Pisgah right now is like playing in Seattle. Uh, it rains a lot. That's a huge <laughs> environment to play in. They're going to they're gonna have the whistle blowing 
all the home fans there for this new field. Yeah, or are they looking ahead to Tuscola? Uh, oh, that's going to be a good game. I think we're all going to attend that game. Uh, we've at least talked about it. Uh, I, I'm definitely picking Pisgah here. Pat? Yeah, so they had two weeks to get ready for this game at Pisgah. It's at Pisgah. They're playing inspired football over there. Um, you know, outside of A.C. Reynolds, I don't see anybody beating this team. Do you have to include A.C. Reynolds in every pick? Yes, is that required? because I'm the only one that cheers them on in this group. That's not true. How is that? What negative things have I said about Reynolds? I don't know. I'm okay. Somewhere I'm Pat sure just, there is. Pat's one of those guys who like gets all fired up, makes stuff up in his head. For sure. Could be. We're, but, we're fine if Reynolds wins. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm, it's you, heard it, you heard it here, folks. It's completely okay with me. So just, I don't I mean, think they're going to, but it's completely okay with me. From what I see is like Pat rolls in on Friday nights. He's completely surrounded by people just talking about how... Talking about us. Yeah, exactly. Talking about how us. How picked, everything. And he's going to come in here on Monday nights and act like he don't love it. And knowing, knowing Pat, I guarantee he's collecting like five, ten bucks. He's like, hey, what do you want me to say about the guys? <laughs> oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure. A hundred percent. Agony. How else does he roll up in that vehicle? That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a Subaru Forester. <laughs> for the record, Pat rolled up in a Bentley this week. That's right. not at all true. That's crazy. So Pat gets mad if, if you look at Bentley. prices in the grocery store. Don't look at prices in the grocery store. Carson, Pisgah or uh, Franklin? Pat, what did you go with? 17 and a half. Pisgah. Yeah, I know. I figured you would. Um, I'm going to go with Franklin. You know why? Because every time I think something's the right decision, it's not. So <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'm going to change it up on this pick. Lewis? Franklin. I've already picked Pisgah. Are you sure? Because I didn't write it down. Pick Indeed. again. Pick again for me. <laughs> okay, let me let me run through it again. <laughs> no one loses in Pisgah. That's right. Yeah, I remember. It's the mill. Okay. Yeah. It's the yeah. mill. We're not saying they're going to lose, but they're going to cover the spread. That's right. So the last two games, rivalry games, the first one we're going to talk about is going to be played on Saturday. We have Christ School 0-5 traveling over to West Asheville to play Asheville School 2-2. Two two. Christ School last week. Showed some promise, 427 yards of offense, four TDs, unfortunately two interceptions. And I meant to mention this earlier, both interceptions by Cairo Skeins. One was a pick six. Of course, Cairo played at Reynolds. Um, Asheville School had a week off. They're giving up 33 a game. I'm sorry, they're scoring 33 a game and, and, and giving up 27. Uh, Ricky Tolbert leads the way. He's got nine touchdown passes. Hazon Tobes averaging 95 receiving yards a game. And Caleb Jenkins, running back, running for about 65 a game. Who wants to lead off on this one? No spread. I got it. So here's where I'm at with this. The absolute brutal road that Christ School has uh, endured to this point pays off in spades here. I think they're going to. Poor uh, Asheville School. Asheville School is going to get all of it. And, uh, and more than they want the more. whole sandwich, all of it. And uh, Christ School is going to, I don't know that it's going to be like a running clock situation. I don't think it's going to be anything like that, but I think it's going to be a, a convincing win by Christ School. When, when Pat talks about the brutal schedule, what, who's the, who leads the strength of schedule across the state? Christ School's number one, and that was before they played number one Providence. State. I have a question for Mike Anderson. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. If, Reynolds played Christ School. Would Reynolds' strength of schedule go up or go down? 
It would go up, I would think. It has to. Okay. Irrelevant. Just matters who Just, wins or loses, and that's Reynolds. So. Okay, so that's fine. So their strength of schedule would go up. Do we remember what Reynolds' strength of schedule was, and then they played North Buncombe, what it went to? It went from like 11 to 33. Yeah. Okay, so that... Yeah, that and Reynolds cannot help playing North Buncombe. I'm not saying that. That's they, a conference game. That's a conference game. But... It would be fun to see them play Christ School here at some it would. point. It, it would. really would. Anybody that's got ears with Coach Laws, please let him know. We would love to see the matchup. We would probably host a live podcast from the game. Absolutely, we would. All right, Carson, who are you taking? Uh, Christ School big. I'm sorry. Uh, Asheville School. Um, Mike showed me a clip of their left guard. and <laughs> Asheville School's I'm, left guard. I'm not pointing fingers here, but it was. You just did. <laughs> I, it was something that I have not quite ever seen before. Um, and, you know, Christ School, uh, there there definitely should be a spread on this game. Uh, rivalry game. How many games have the straight have they won? 12, uh, 11 in a row. 11 in a row. So they're going to make it 12. We probably should have put a spread on this one. But uh, I got Christ School big here. Lewis? I'm gonna. I'm also gonna have to go Christ School here. Christ School is gonna win this hands down. Yes, it's a I business mean, decision. Despite all of the talent they've picked up from Reynolds over there at Asheville School, Christ School is gonna win this no problem. I'm a little worried about Asheville School's uh, speed and Pick quickness in the <laughs> Pick <'em in. laughs> Ricky Tolbert, an excellent quarterback. Now he is behind uh, the beard, first ever player of the week. Right, and they have some they have some athletes that surround him at receiver and running back. In my opinion, their weakness is going to be up front. And uh, hopefully Christ School can take advantage of that on both sides of the ball. Hopefully um, Khalil Conley back this week. We mentioned he got injured. but I haven't heard anything yet. Um, but I think Christ School wins this one. It feels good to pick Christ School uh, without a spread. So we'll see. Hopefully they come through. What do you got to score? I think it's going to be a what, good yeah, game. What do you think the score is going to be? So last year was none uh, of us think it'll be close. So last what, year I think it was ten seven, and I don't think it's going to be much more than that. I think maybe Christ School. So you're hitting the under on this game. I think seventeen seven. Okay, but I am taking Christ School. So the last one everybody's been waiting on. The Rockets head over to Asheville to take on uh, the Cougars. Reynolds three and three overall, two and zero oh in the conference. Asheville High two and three, one and zero oh in the conference. In conference, average, uh, Reynolds is averaging 54 points a game and giving up three and a half. They're led by quarterback Hayden Craig. Asheville High just got done playing Irwin, where they beat them 29-15. Uh, questions about Asheville High's offense have abound. Um, Pat, who you taking? I know that's a dumb question. Yeah, it pretty hang, should. Be, you hang, all should know the answer to this. Hang Carson. on, hang on. Right. We're going to give Asheville. Carson, how many points should we give Asheville? I think with this being a rivalry game, anything can happen. Um, I think it's going to be a one-score game one one way or the other. I, I think maybe at most you give Asheville 10.5 points. What did you say there, Carson? There is no way that is enough ten and points. 10.5? Come on, Carson. I, I mean, I, that's, what, that's what I believe. Agony. The, I think taking, we've got to do more than that. I think the failure of Asheville – to perform in these games, especially against Irwin last week. I think we have to do at least 35. I'm thinking 35 and a half. What does the Simmons report have it at? So the Simmons report would be 27. 27. Okay. So, but we're going to, I think, 
I'm gonna what do y'all think? Y'all three outvote me because I, I, I think the Cougars at ten and a half. I so, think it's a rivalry game, so, and you can not convince me that somehow it's close. So and you're taking the Cougars either way, right? I'm sprinkling some on the money line. I've got Cougars winning outright. I'm with Lewis, 35 and a half. We're going, uh, Asheville gets 35 and a half here. Pat, does Reynolds still cover? Reynolds still covers. They're making statements. and uh, they, Because they're you know, listening. I, they may very well be listening. I, I hope they are. And they, they know that I have their back and that, yes, they're going to win this game and they're going to cover the spread. Um, my goal though, even if I wind up, uh, Reynolds just winning and not covering the spread is that everybody comes out healthy, uh, because this team continues to get more and more healthy every week and they're going to do Max, very well. Is Max back yet? I have not heard anything about Max Guest at all. So Pat I told would us Max no. may be out all, all year last week. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you guys see him. Well, I don't know if you see him or not, but he's on the sideline with his little knee cart thing. So I'm, I'm not sure, but for, for Reynolds, it's do or do not. There is no try. So we're going into Asheville. We're going to get the win. And we're going to set the stage for uh, uh, Irwin at homecoming. And then on to T.C. Robertson. The game's, the game's at Asheville, right? The game's at Asheville. Okay, so... Now, you, you, you realize, you know, they, Reynolds got Aiden Hines back at, at linebacker last week. I think Aiden's a phenomenal athlete. He's a phenomenal, great, he, yeah. made, he made a big impact last That's week. That's great. And he's, he's going to be an impact player again yeah, this week awesome. as well. That's awesome. Hopefully more players will continue to get healthy and get back. I guess I just believe in the Asheville coaching staff a little bit more to cover than the Reynolds coaching staff here. Well, you go right ahead and believe okay. that. But it's a you know, foregone conclusion that, that the uh, 35 points, I'd take the mortgage out. I'd put a home equity loan. We're doing everything on 35 and a half points, if that's what y'all are going to give me. Carson, uh, I think that uh, the, the Reynolds coaching staff may make an example out of you this week, Carson. I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to make an example out of you, personally. So, so Lewis, they'll call you Well, the again. Asheville coaching staff has my back. So, what are, so well, let's go. Let's make an example. So, Lewis, you're clearly picking Reynolds. Go ahead. You know, I think Coach Law is watching film this week. I think when he's watching those Asheville guys, I think he's saying those aren't the droids you're looking for over there. And, I I mean, I really think, you know, Coach Laws and that coaching staff over there has a way of choking players out. Uh, but I still, I'm still going to have to pick Asheville here. I, I think Asheville's going to cover the spread. A 35-and-a-half-point spread. 35-and-a-half-point spread. I'm taking Asheville here. I don't think so. I think, listen, Reynolds is on fire right now. I think Reynolds Reynolds wins this game. They cover, and uh, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think we could see running clock. Actually? I so see you're going over 40. I th- I, I'm going over 40. the spread. I think, I think we see running clock. Okay, running clock. Um, to, to be clear... Last week did not love last week at Irwin. Okay. But playing at home in Cougar Country is different. And you know it's different. It's definitely different. It's definitely different. Rivalry game. Even as, you know, someone watching as a visitor, half of their fans are still over there provoking people. And that's how they play on the field when they're there as well. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Yeah. So I, Asheville coaches have my back here. So that's it for week seven. Pat, you got a uh, question for us? Well, 
being that last week's theme was the water boy, I'd be curious to know, not necessarily what your favorite football movie is, but what is your favorite sports movie of all time? Mike. Um, days of thunder, hands down. Wow. I would have never seen that that coming. That That is is a good one. Days of thunder. I love it. I can quote about half the movie. Isn't that where Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman met and actually wound up getting married on the other side of that? Yes. It could have something to do. They were naked in the movie together. <laughs> well, that happens. Should I watch it? Because I've never seen it. Oh, Days of what? Thunder, baby. Oh, you got to watch that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it. Football so, movie? No. It, it's a racing movie. It's a racing, racing movie. movie. Okay. Yeah. It, I'll be honest. It's a little cheesy, but I mean, it was also made in 1990. Come on, Cole. Yeah. Was Cole Trickle? Is that his name? Cole Lewis, what you got? I think my favorite sports movie, uh, Any Given Sunday. That's an awesome football movie. I've I've watched it probably at least twice a year. Classic. I love that movie. Classic. Pat, what do you have? I I have to go with Hoosiers. I just uh, you know I, I went went to school in Indiana. Uh, I know where that school was in the state and the story. It's pretty pretty cool. All right, big um, Hoosiers fan. Uh, since I'm I'm the the baseball guy here, I'm gonna give uh, my three different three different movies for the three different power sports. So. Uh, rookie of the year, Chicago Cubs. Uh, Henry Rollenbaga um, was my favorite baseball movie growing up. We've got Coach Carter was my favorite basketball Ooh, movie. You guys ever Morgan heard of that Freeman. one? Oh yeah. Okay, Coach Carter, and then I'm gonna go off uh, the movie with the Friday Night Lights TV show, uh, Texas Forever with Coach Eric Taylor. He'd have me running through a brick wall. Uh, got a Tim Riggins jersey at the house. That's my. That was always my go-to jersey. Um, so those three. Texas I, forever. Texas forever, baby. I do have to give an honorable mention to Slapshot with Paul Newman. Hockey oh, movie. quality flick. Yes. I'm sure you two have never yes. seen it. Pat and I have seen I've it. I've never seen it, but if we're talking hockey, the Mighty Ducks. I like From, from my <laughs> era, that's the hockey I movie, know, bro. Man, it's tough to beat. <sighs> Paul Newman. Paul Newman and those two idiot guys. And I mean, that was an awesome. Great moments come from great opportunity. Can we name that movie? No. Herb Brooks. Yeah, that's uh, Miracle on Ice. Thank you. That's that's a that's a classic. Do you believe in miracles? I was alive when that game happened. Me too. You were alive? (laughs) Yes. I was also alive. I was 10 in 1980. I was four. 1980? Yeah. Yeah. Pat was actually 18. Okay. Yeah, I, I had not seen 1980 before. No. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this week, and hopefully, we will get an opportunity. What, you, you need something else, Carson? No. No. We got to thank Carolina Sports Studios for their help, and we also got to thank the Bandits. Yeah. I mean, go no. check out Carolina Sports Studio. Uh, we've talked about it before. They they produce awesome videos for several schools around. Yeah, they do good work for yeah. sure. Yes, if you got any schools that's you know they're interested, I I think you can invest enough into highlighting your athletics. Right. And uh, social media is only going to continue to grow and get bigger. And you know we appreciate our partnership with them. And and you guys should really consider reaching out to your coaches um, to try and get them. And just look at the schools they cover. Look at their content. Their their work's proven. So thanks again for joining us tonight. We look forward to seeing you next week. Next week. <laughs> <laughs>